listener production. Wall Street edges lower following the US Federal Reserve's interest rate decision. And Aussie shares expected to fall from record highs on Thursday. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, the 1st of February. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, US stocks are lower. We've got the Dow Jones down by almost uh, what about 0.2 of a percent? The S and P 500 uh, down by a tenth of a percent, and we've got the Nasdaq down about one and a half percent. The U.S. Fed just announced their interest rate decision, leaving rates on hold. Bit of uh, stuff under the bonnet to look at, though. There is a lot to unpack here, Tom. But I think the key thing is that stocks have fallen to session lows as of 6 a.m. Sydney time. And the reason for that is that the US Federal Reserve has kept interest rates unchanged as expected, but indicated that rate cuts may not be on the horizon just yet. And that is significant because, you know, if we just look back over the recent window of time in the latter stages of last year when the market was rallying, there was a heightened expectations that rate cuts were close at hand as uh, as early as March. Uh, in fact, at one stage, there was a, a near 90% chance in the market's eyes that the Fed would be cutting rates by March. Uh, that has essentially halved since uh, then to, to today. And what the Fed has said has put paid to that idea. It held interest rates at a 23-year high, but gave little indication or immediate indication of when it would begin cutting borrowing costs this year. And also, rate setters removed a bias towards raising interest rates from their statement. It, they said the committee judges the risk to achieving its employment and inflation goals are moving into better balance. So the change confirms that rate setters believe the next move in interest rates is likely to be a cut yeah. rather than a lift. So that hiking bias has been removed. So at least we've pivoted to some degree there. But of course, there's no indication as to when they're likely to cut interest rates. They want to see inflation moving sustainably towards the 2% target. We're getting closer to that level, but we've still got some more wood to chop. Indeed. So I think, you know, overall, we have spoken from time to time about what a credible job the US central bank has done in relation to managing its communication, its assessment of conditions, and just the way that it manages is the narrative in relation to uh, interest rates and expectations. And this is probably just another example of uh, what a good job Powell is doing. There was some encouraging economic data overnight on the jobs and inflation front. And we saw ADP private payrolls lift by 107,000 in January. That was below expectations for 150,000. And the reason why it was encouraging was that the overall data showed that nominal wage growth continued to slow. And we have seen recent high-profile job cut announcements from companies, including United States Parcel Service and PayPal Holdings. So that suggests hiring momentum is easing, and that will take pressure off the US Federal Reserve going forward. We also saw the Employment Cost Index, which is the broadest measure of labor costs in the US. That increased 0.9% last quarter. And we also saw those costs increase 4.2% on a year-on-year basis, the smallest gain since the fourth quarter of 2021. So certainly labor costs are easing and that's taking less pressure off the price situation. So I think what's important this morning, Ryan, is the way that the interest rate markets have responded to this and uh, on balance it has been quite positive. Indeed. So signs of slowing US labor costs and weaker than expected reading on private payrolls. 
has seen the 10-year US Treasury yield under the 4% benchmark level at 3.98%, down eight basis points with the short end of the curve, the two-year down by nine basis points to 4.27%. But Tom, that hasn't been enough to provide any support for tech shares, which have been under enormous pressure overnight. They have. The NASDAQ, as we mentioned at the top of the conversation, is leading the declines as we speak now. It's down by about 1.3%. A large part of that is because of Alphabet and its earnings, which were released after the market closed yesterday. Man, it's extraordinary that these figures have been cast in such a negative light, but the the shares are down by about 6%. Well, the numbers broadly are quite good, but the expectations are just so high. So what we did see is shares of Alphabet dropped more than 6% on pace for the worst day since October 25 last year as disappointing ad revenue overshadowed better-than-expected earnings and sales. We've also seen peer tech firms, Microsoft and Advanced Micro devices slip 1.3% and 3% respectively on lower-than-expected forward guidance after posting their quarterly results too. But, you know, again, just in very simple terms, uh, Microsoft shares were up 60, almost 60% uh, over the course of last year, 56%. Uh, they were up 20% in the December quarter. Uh, Alphabet shares rose 60% over the course of last year. You know, there's a point at which you get a little bit tired as a buyer, right? Well, indeed. And even though we have seen those tech pioneers, if you want to call them that, on the AI front, they've been lapping up their generative AI-powered products and they've talked up how customers are obviously focused on that. But they're seeing mounting development costs at the moment. Those costs for those cutting-edge features have begun to irk investors in particular who have hoped for a bigger boost to sales from the new technology. And, of course, the tech sector has powered the rally broadly in U.S. shares from 2023 into 2024. But if you look at the tech sector, its valuation is is nearly 29 times its 2024 earnings. So we need to see earnings expansion going forward in order for those price-to-earnings ratios to remain at those elevated levels, and we're not seeing that now. Yeah, it's a significant quantum above what the, the market is looking for as far as the next year is concerned. So just closer at hand, worth pointing out what's happened with Walmart in the last day because they have announced significantly a three-for-one split as far as their shares are concerned. So the bottom line is that the organization wants uh, workers to participate in the share ownership of the organization and they're making them a little more affordable in that regard. The, uh, the point to make is that uh, whilst there'll be three times as many shares on offer, they'll uh, only be worth a third of the value. It's not the value that is the issue here. The value of the organization hasn't changed. They're just going to be a few more shares on offer. One thing that stands out last night as well in Europe was that retail stocks fell 2.2%. H&M shares plunged 12.4% as it made a surprise announcement of a new CEO and missed an operating profit forecast. The company has been under pressure from increasing competition from the likes of Zara and online fast fashion stores. So we did see European stocks down slightly. That said, we did see the continent-wide FTSE 0 First 300 index lock a 1.7% lift in January, and the UK FTSE 100 index, however, dipped 1.3% in January, the worst performing developed market index, the worst month since October. Indeed. Let's uh, just quickly, uh, Boeing shares have uh, done quite well this session on Wall Street, up by almost 6%. They posted a loss that wasn't as bad as what had been uh, expected. So, uh, And they also beat with their revenue as well. So quickly, as far as the local picture is concerned today, we've got the local share market uh, expected to uh, kick off well 
in negative territory. We've got the SPY futures down by around 0.6%. Energy producers will be under pressure today. Tom, the US oil NYMEX price has fallen 2.6% to 75.81 US dollars a barrel. And that's on the back of a lift in inventories in the United States. So what we have seen there is a build in stocks. All producers have ramped up output after the frigid weather earlier this month. And we did see weekly crude inventories lift by 1.2 million barrels last week compared to analyst expectations for a 217,000 barrel draw. Indeed, the uh, Aussie dollar has uh, lost a little bit of ground overnight, but not by much. Nothing that you would mention uh, in dispatches. And that was probably in part a reflection of that modest uh, improvement that we saw where inflation figures were concerned yesterday. Yes. And of course, today, attention turns to home prices in Australia. We've just had the data released by CoreLogic and we've seen national home prices lift by 0.4% in the month of January. Continuing that momentum, this marks the 12th straight month of increases in home prices in Australia, but it was a mixed backdrop. Melbourne home prices actually fell by 0.1%, but gains were led by Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth, all up over 1%. Sydney was up just 0.2%, Tom. Indeed. So it's something to think about as you have your breakfast this morning, the still robust nature of Australian house prices under the circumstances, Ryan. Indeed. When will it end? Indeed. So have a great day. We look forward to your company again tomorrow morning. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.